the limelight podcast is showcasing more underground music again and uh i really appreciate chris russo from highwind out of new jersey stopping by today and what we're going to do is we're going to listen to never sitting pretty real quick and get a taste of the new singles that he just released and i think this is something you're going to thoroughly enjoy on the next gen pop punk playlist obviously exclusively on spotify so let's check this out right now Chris, dude, it was so cool. Like when um, you showed up in my email from your from your uh, your PR uh, person, uh, your publicist, and uh, Abby, thank you. And I was like, "Fuck, I gotta see Chris's number." I was like, "Oh, Chris, hit me up. Like, send, <laughs> just tell him to text me." And then I was like, "Wow, his your number still saved in my phone." So it's like cool as fuck that like I just never deleted it or like it's just, I just never lost it. You know what I mean? Because you have been. You've been doing pretty well with these two fucking singles. So what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I've had had a busy ass couple of weeks, but doing well. The, the I'm super happy with the reception of the new song. So that's uh, going really well. Um, I'm recording a live session this weekend. So I'm super excited about that to kind of play these new songs and some other little surprises live for the first time. So I'm doing really well. Are those live sessions going to be at Lampshade? Yep, absolutely they are. Connor awesome. Hansen, the man, the myth, and the legend. Dude, we just talked about them because uh, Poeta was just there, and we're gonna be That's dropping all. some fucking you know acoustic tunes and such. So they'll they'll nice. tune it, but we're not talking about Poeta. We're talking about Highwind and the two singles that you released that are completely blew me away personally. Um, thank you, thank you. How long have you been sitting on these songs for? Because the one is Never Sitting Pretty, <laughs> and the other is Reds and Blues. So uh, that's a great question. So these songs were written essentially before the pandemic hit. Um, wow. Reds and Blues was like done basically before the pandemic hit. I finished Never Sitting Pretty probably two or three months into the pandemic. And after some garbage with my now ex-bandmate and trying to go to different studios to get these songs recorded, I finally recorded them in October with Adam Sachoki. We had a blast recording these. We were like the same person. It was kind of wild. And then I got the songs mastered and ready to go by April, I think it was. And then I put them out in August. So I've been sitting on these songs for just about two years now. Wow. I'm sure that so was I'm extremely stressful. So I'm happy that they're finally like, yes. Oh, oh, my God. Having these songs be out was like a weight lifting off my shoulders because there was so much garbage between writing and releasing. Not just like pandemic stuff, but like personal stuff too with band stuff. There was just so mm-hmm. much garbage between writing and releasing. So having these songs, you know, be released into the world and having people enjoy these songs, it, ah, it feels so good and I'm so happy about it. Yeah, so essentially like Highwind, um, from what I've seen, I'm not too sure, but it's just you. The you like mm-hmm. it's just Chris and Highwind and the musicians who yeah, you bring Highwind along. Is my, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's been a little bit of a transition because my friend Dan Smith, who used to play in a band called The Greatest Virtue, has been doing drums on all of my tracks, except for the two I just put out because Adam did those because you know he's drummer mm-hmm. producer. 
but Dan Smith has been helping me write drum parts for a lot of these songs. So he's been like exclusively drumming for Highwind. But this is at the end of the day, it's my project. I'm the face of the things. This is Highwind is Chris Russo and right. the friends I bring along the way. Yeah, and you never. What made you decide on a band name in general instead of um, your actual real name or coming up with a stage name in a sense? It it just felt a little more natural to have this persona of Highwind be like you know, the music that I do. I feel like the name Highwind kind of encompasses me as a person because it ties in, you know, it ties in video game stuff that I would play when I was a child. I was so set on finding like a band's persona name for this project and it just came naturally. So I'm like, yeah, it works. Screw it. We're going to name this project. It's going to be called Highwind and we're going to see if people like it. Using my real name just didn't feel natural for a music project you know like i always like the idea of being in a band but being in a band was always really you know complicated and tricky growing up so i said screw it let's just put on the face of it call it a day this will be my project it'll be the music i write and this is the name it's gonna go under it just felt more natural to do it that way cool yeah that's all that really matters dude like it's it's just it's your art i mean that's the world that Mm -hmm. you're living in such so and i like how you go about your discography because the project is fairly new and being in new jersey like we've all played with each other at some point i mean you're actually a generation behind me i believe so i never got the chance to play with like the musicians and you because i'm 29 Mm -hmm. so So. i'm only like four years younger than you so okay that's not that bad i just turned 25 a couple weeks ago yeah, so we're both still young, fairly, but I definitely never really played with um, an age group of like you, you, you dudes in in, in uh, New Jersey and such. So, but it's 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 a it's a normal practice that everybody plays with everybody. So, yeah, exactly. Like, Every, everyone's friends with everyone. Everyone knows each other's bands. Everyone knows each other's music, regardless of what genre you play. Y'all mm-hmm. just kind of eventually collectively become one enigma of a scene and call it a day. Yeah, was it hard to like? kind of sit down and really think like all right i'm just gonna do this by myself because you probably i mean i know the bands that you've been in the past which is how we met whether you mm-hmm. came to shows or we played shows together um but what what kind of made you decide that you were gonna take the music career route on like a just a by yourself kind of situation you know what i mean yes i do know what you mean and i was i was just sick of I was sick of having all of these ideas in my head and having people tell me, no, it's not a good idea. We're going to roll with this instead. Yeah. So, like, I said, screw it. Um, CJ Rorella is one of my best friends on the face of the planet. He graduated from Berkeley. He he knows a great deal about music and music production and all that good stuff. I was hanging out with him just venting about the situation, about being tired of being in bands and just being frustrated with the music scene at the time before I started Highwind. And I had these demos at the time. Um, Afterlife, the first single that came off of the first EP, I had this demo and I had had a couple of other songs just ready to be recorded. I'm like, hey, CJ, can I record a couple demos with you? Can we just go for it? He's like, yeah, sure. We recorded Afterlife and turned it into a whole actual EP. And I said, screw it. I have these song ideas. I love them a lot. It's my art. It's my music. I, I need to do this. Not for the sake of making it. Not for the sake of doing anything with it. I just need to record this. Put it out. I want people to hear my songs. And call it a day. And let's just see where it goes. So after just you know being frustrated. It just 
I don't know. I just wanted to get my music out there. I had these Good ideas, you, these riffs, dude. these lyrics, these songs, and I'm just like, I, I just, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't care what other people have to say about my ideas or my songs. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. just, it was very, it was very freeing because that first EP talked about some emotional topics. It talked about, you know, losing my best friend to a car crash. It talked about going to therapy for the first time in my life ever. I just wanted to say my piece about where I was at in life and just go for it. Right. No, and you did, dude. And it, and it reached, you know, it reached to my ears. It reached mm-hmm. to, I'm sure, you know, another 465 monthly listeners, which is super underrated for high wind. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, definitely need to stop, step that up and people thank you, need thank to you. take uh, you into consideration. But, and you're doing the smart way about releasing your music too, because what you're doing is like, like you have that EP, like you said, which is really emotional, which was like, basically an introduction to Highwind and then but on top of that you've been releasing singles ever since which right now in the industry is probably the smartest thing to do yeah. so you're in the right step and everything looks great and stuff thank um, you who is this beautiful lady on the single artwork she's uh that is sj that is my friend sj she's she's a badass dude she's currently holding SJ a dollar bill if nobody's awesome. watching on youtube she's holding a dollar bill and it's on fire mm-hmm. purple hair she looks right as shit um sj is awesome I remember texting her and was like, hey, I have an idea. I need a model. Do you, you want to help me burn some money and make a badass <laughs> album cover? And she was super for it. She helped with that. She helped with the lyric video we did for Reds and Blues. And she was awesome to work with. She's such a kind soul. I've known her for the past few years now. And she's always been just a, a super chill person to hang out with. So having SJ's help with all of the, the visual aspects of this was awesome. Yeah, you have you have you know exactly what you're doing with the visuals and such. Like even the singles with 2023 Crash and Burning, like it has like a very a retro theme. vibe to it. Yeah, there's a theme for for sure, and like mm. you know that's really that's really well for for branding at such a at such an early stage of the band stuff. Like there's not, I see some bands that like don't. It takes a while to for them to find their look image. Mm a marketing plan for how everything's going to come out with album work and stuff but some people time they just get it all over the place but yeah you know that's really cool though um and where did you say you recorded these songs were they were they in new jersey so yeah i recorded reds and blues and never sitting pretty were recorded at timber studios in bayonne with adam sachoki okay the, and the drummer from gatherers yeah oh shit that's pretty tight so mm-hmm. like basically like you know um do you think on this you know on this time that you've worked with them already um is it is it is it going to be probably your future producer going forward um um it's funny you say that because i have such a weird outlook about producers and production when i write songs i try to find the best producer for those singles in mind mm. so like when i did crashing burning i went to jack rose who plays in a band called skyline because it's I wanted a very honest, raw, hey, this is a rock song. I'm in a tough place. Jack, I know you're good at capturing raw emotion. Let's do this. When I went to Adam with Reds and Blues Never Sitting Pretty, I knew he was very good at capturing rock and roll and finding the best internet artist that really wants to enhance and hone their sound. So I said, hey, Adam, I have these songs. This is my inspiration for these, like All Time Low, The Band Camino, Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, Let's take this, Camino. make it. I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me, let me, I'm going to stay on topic here. So I love underrated. the band, you know. Um, but I, I went to him. I'm like, hey, this is my, these are my songs. This is my inspiration. Let's do this. 
when I did Sleepless in LA and Will You Please Stay, I went to Connor Hansen because I wanted these songs to capture the softer pop side of my songwriting. Mm -hmm. And Connor is really good at capturing the indie pop side of things in his recordings. So I definitely want to work with Adam more as the songs call for it, as well as the other producers I have been working with as the songs call for it. And I know that's like a really weird, almost like using producers as an instrument for like tone. Uh, and it's definitely sounds. different, but that's not a bad whole, idea. Yeah, I know a whole lot of people don't do that, but it's it's the way my brain works. All of the pieces have to fit together a certain mm -hmm. way for the songs to come together the way I want them to. Does that make sense? Well, you're diversifying your discography. You're not really like setting it into one writing direction. You're kind of like experimenting in a sense with the sound. So exactly, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Like for real, like I mean. Anytime I would um, go to a producer, I would always try to stick with the same one because they already kind of have an idea with what we're working with and, you know, the future sound. They're essentially an extra band member. That's what, like, I usually mm -hmm. preach to find. But what, from your standpoint, I, I, if it works, it works. That's great because nothing is concrete in the music industry for success. It's like... Absolutely. You know, agreed. You got you to gotta really pursue what you think is best for the, the band, the market plan, everything. Like, it doesn't have to be... A, a, it's it's definitely not a step-by-step -step process i mean in to a certain extent yes but like not with but every step-by-step -step process is different for each artist or band or whatever part of the music industry you're in mm -hmm. yeah for sure and uh, and the music comes first always because without the music mm -hmm. you have nothing absolutely nothing absolutely nothing so i just think that's an interesting take that you're doing and i'm like gonna Thank probably you, you know take more of that into consideration and be like hmm, i want to do some research to see how many artists actually do that you know and yeah because like it, it's i was even talking with connor about it when i was recording a couple new newer songs with him he's like yeah no this is a take i don't see often and i'm sure it's unusual i guess to kind of not not treat producers like instruments but like call certain people in depending on what song i'm going for but there's so many different sides to my songwriting and my inspiration and the sounds I want to go for that I can never just stick to one thing. Because, like, Will You Please Stay has that, like, 80, 80s dance pop meets just a bit of alt rock. Reds and Blues are straight up. Reds and Blues and Never Sitting Pretty are straight up, like, you know, alternative rock songs. So I would much rather have someone that is good at capturing those songs' feel and emotion work on those songs than opposed to the same producer trying to go from different field to different field to different field to different field. Because if I work with a producer, I want to capture their skills and talent and thought process about these songs as well as what I'm feeling about these songs, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, it's, it's still an interesting take and I wouldn't take unusual as like a negative word, mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely, it is different. Like I'm sure there's like, we can, do research and find a bunch of artists who go to a plethora of producers um yeah you know over the years so i don't think you're doing anything different i just think for the scene that you and i are involved in it is definitely unusual but in a good yeah, way agreed it's not it's not anything like out of this world you know what i mean it's not like oh. you guys are god what's something weird that you can like really fucking like put into 
perspective like it's not like you guys are working on your it's not like you're working with different producers and making them go to different locations and like yeah. you're going to an old church that's completely abandoned or you're going to record in like this barn or something like i don't know dude like that's yeah, just I'm pretty like, sure there's a band in jersey that like bought out an old church and recorded in there what's see, the name? they're from sick. what's what's the name of that that's band sick. um I don't know. Should I Google it? Oh, God. That's going to bother me now. There's a band from Asbury that does that. I think they're like a folk rock band. Okay. So, oh, do Google Hold on. band from Asbury. They bought the church? Yeah, something like that. It happened a couple years years ago. Oh, God. I'm not going to. Oh, this Oops. is going to bother me. Interesting. I'm sure I'll remember it later. Now I want to buy a church. I don't know why. <laughs> Like I want to buy an abandoned church and live in it. It would be expensive for like to, to like put AC and heat in it because of how high the ceilings are. But hey, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Again, if it works, it works. Let's see churches for sale. No, I'm, I'm not gonna fucking do that. Churches for sale, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready to fucking buy a church right now. Put a down payment on a church and live in it for the rest of your life. Let's Honestly, go. I wouldn't be That's mad. Like, how beautiful. I mean, if the architecture is that beautiful, like for sure. Like, I don't need any kind of like standard modern church. Like, and also I'll, like fucking deck it up like completely. Plus, like it's gonna be involved with music. Like, I had this idea with my co-host. I was like, Yo, look at this house. And it was it was weird, but long story short, like I wanted to turn it into like an apartment for me upstairs, and then like have like a a recording studio in the building. And I was like, this would be oh, sick. that'd be sick. It was that'd like be great. A, it was a perfect building, but like I don't have that kind of money to fucking buy a mortgage like that. He's like, dude, like now's not the time. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> yeah, money is just, a thing, and it's daydreaming. It is fucking stupid. That's why your girl's burning it on the album cover. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's the message. Yep. <laughs> it's just a concept. It's just an illusion. <laughs> we don't even need the physical papers anymore now with all the digital transactions no. we can do. We're, like, we're, just we're, how many Venmo dollars do you have? Yeah, exactly. Your Venmo, you're using your phone as like, like your debit card, just putting on the reader. Fucking Bitcoin and whatever digital currency people are using now. I I don't even understand that. But that's a conversation for another time. My brain's not ready for that yet. <laughs> I just remember when Bitcoin first was announced. I was like, that's a strange thing to think about. Cyber currency? Why would that do yeah. anything? I, I, I still up. don't think about it because I don't understand it. It's it's so far out of, out of my alley of understanding right now. <laughs> uh but dude yeah i think me i think personally with these two singles they're definitely the best that you have ever released um thank you so like and it's kind of a change of style to your older songs and discography so like like what would you say kind of inspired you to put out these two singles and go in a different direction with the writing process for them i'm like i said before i'm inspired by a lot of different sounds and artists and different kinds of music a lot of my inspiration has been like the indie pop alternative rock side of things. Like the band Camino has become such a huge inspiration for me. The singer K Play is a huge inspiration for me. The band Now Now, both their older stuff and newer stuff, is a huge inspiration of mine. Um, and this th the shift in songwriting to make things just a little poppier, a little catchier, a little dancier, a little bouncier. It just felt natural. Like it sounds I'm, natural. I'm so it's... heavily inspired by Walk the Moon. Ooh. Paramore's later stuff is unbelievably inspiring to me. Like, like the self-titled record is just—I I hold it on a pedestal. Right. Like a, a lot, a lot of alternative rock and pop rock has really just been driving my songwriting. So the more I listen to it, the more 
natural it felt to just encompass that side of music and said, yeah, here, we're going to try to write this kind of chorus over these kind of parts and make it work. And obviously, there's still a little little bit of that, that angst, that pop punk side of things to me because... I still love the the album so far from Real by Cauterize to this day. The Danger Summer is the band that got me into alternative rock. As it is, they're my favorite band of all time. And a lot of their pop punk and alternative rock stuff is still what I listen to daily. So a lot of that angst and that energy is still there. But I just want to hone it and make it a little not friendlier because that feels like the wrong word to use. But make it a little more accepting to people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So would you say the Dangerous Summer basically um, inspired you to pick up a guitar? Um, it didn't inspire me to pick up a guitar because I had a I had a guitar and was taking lessons at like twelve years old before I started listening to them. It inspired me to start writing. It inspired me to find my genre and kind of find my sound when I started playing, you know, playing in bands and songwriting when I was like seventeen, eighteen. Um. They're the band that definitely encouraged me to get into alternative rock and start writing and playing out and trying to discover what being in a band or being a music artist was like. The Permanent Rain by The Dangerous Summer in particular really opened my eyes to what kind of music I was into and what kind of music I wanted to play. Because before that, I was just listening to little bits and pieces of everything, like Paramore was in my ears, video game soundtracks, like Gran Turismo 4 soundtrack or the Tony Hawk soundtrack were in my ears. My parents listened to a lot of 80s rock growing up, so that was in my ears. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't really know what kind of music I wanted to play or write up until I heard The Dangerous Summer. And then everything else just kind of trickled in from there. I'm a huge fan of Reach for the Sun. That album got mm-hmm. me into him like hardcore. And Paul Levitt, I think, is a is a goddamn genius dude. And Absolutely. for those of you who don't know Paul Levitt, he has worked with like All Time Low, I the Breather, um, The Dangerous Summer. He's he's got like a pretty good like catalog of bands that walked through his studio and like like Dear Maria Count Me In. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally Paul Levitt, dude. Like fucking he's a genius. Dude, you should genius. Oh, I think that would be a good combination for a producer would be you and paul levitt he might be a little expensive but dude i think that would be fucking perfect for you like if he listened to these songs i guarantee you he'd fucking dig them like 100 there's there's two people no there's three people in particular that i I have the dream of working with as far as producers yeah he's one of them sam gwen is one of them and then the guy who did the okay record by as it is mike green i think his name is okay I think that's his name. I can never remember his name, but I know his discography because I remember taking a look at it and be like, oh, wow, I listen to all of these records. I love the way they sound. So those are like the big three. And Sam already knows I want to work with him. I love Sam Gwen and Passion. <laughs> that, that, what a lovely human being to talk to. But I, I, I want to work with him. Paul Levitt would be a dream. Those are the big three right there. Absolutely. Yeah, he still he he worked on. Oh, that's because All Time Love was on that one uh, for the Punk Goes Crunk. He did. He probably did Umbrella for him. On that collab mm-hmm. art, uh, album, but he did Amorosa, and what's another one? The Census Fail. There's one more noticeable one in here. Gwen Stacy. So yeah, dude, I think I think <laughs> Gwen Stacy. Wow, that's a throwback. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that fucking crazy, dude? Like, <laughs> that's God, a throwback. That makes me feel so fucking old. <laughs> 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 like, li- well, I'll I'll never forget. Like, all I would do is I would carry. I think I would carry like four CDs with me to school, like in middle school on the bus, and it'd be three Cheers um breaking benjamin i forget which album it was i can't remember 
Hybrid Theory, and Meteora. So it was like those four oh, albums. Like I would just carry with me on a fucking daily basis because that's th- so cool. Three Cheers was literally oh he worked with Hit the Lights, but not not their older such stuff. It's I guess is it, I guess this is newer. Hit the Lights. What album is it? Uh, Invic- In- Invicta. Invicta. That oh I know that record. That was the record right before Summer Bones, and I really like both of those records. I think Paul Levitt's a very underrated producer, mm-hmm. and you know what's crazy, dude? Like, and you know, I saw this. I we talked about having him on the podcast. Eventually, he'll come on soon. I don't know when, but we'll figure it out. But long story short, dude, he posted a picture of um Dia Maria Count Me In going platinum, like the single. And dude, that mm-hmm. was because of TikTok. Because remember when it like went viral for so yes, like a month or so, the song did. Like it was so crazy, and then all just of a sudden, out of nowhere, just right. Like, it's been around forever, so, like, how, like, all of a sudden, it's just, like, retrending in itself, like, mm-hmm. what a crazy concept to think. weird, and, and it's just so finicky, man. The The internet is, like, a musician and artist's best friend, and also its worst enemy at the same time, mm-hmm. because it's just, there's always this random chance of, hey, you're next floating around, you know, and it's just every artist, yeah. in what, whether it be music or photography or streaming or whatever, it's just... There's like the, the little golden snitch flying around, like, "Hey, I'm in front of you. Come grab me." <laughs> yeah, you know? it's right there, it, it's dude. A, just grab it. Sneaky little tool that we have nowadays. That's incredible, dude. What a fucking what a fucking crazy world that we're living in right I, now. In I, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around TikTok. I know it's been around for a while. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It's not easy, dude. I've talked about it <laughs> multiple times. I'm tired of talking about. It. I'm sure the listeners are tired of talking about it or hearing <laughs> about it. But uh, it's it's easily like the number one tool. Uh, for musicians right now i mean you, or or any brand basically but you, you have yeah. to use it if you're not on it you're really just like mm-hmm. you're just putting your your career at a very high disadvantage yeah and a high handicap so i see like, you I on there i have account. i have your tiktok right here in your tag so mm-hmm. people will say it's yeah. a high wind new jersey so because i have it and i was posting on it consistently for the longest time and and then some pers- personal life stuff happened, some mental health stuff happened that I wanted to make sure I took care of before I did anything else. And mm-hmm. I just I just never got back to it. And I have like ideas when when I get around to posting on it again, but it's just it's the one social media I have such a hard time staying consistent with. Because like like we were talking about before we started this, like I work full time, I still go to school, I'm still doing the high wind thing. I have you know my relationship I want to make sure I keep intact and all that good stuff because mm-hmm. you know that's important. Um, I, it's just so hard to find time to get content up on there as well as everything else because if it feels like the game now is making music and then put everything you've got into tiktok and then maybe record (laughs) another song or two and then put everything you've got into tiktok like it's it's such a weird dynamic and i want to make sure i'm harnessing it it's it's just so hard to get back into it since i since i fell off it a few months ago you know yeah but don't but don't like burn yourself out with it like for instance yeah. like we we've talked about this like off there like I, i'm working like eight days straight ten days straight now so it's like hopefully mm-hmm. that will come to an end like after this is done but and the rest of my month doesn't look that bad um that however i haven't posted tiktok in six days I felt somewhat guilty in the beginning but at the same time i don't because i look at other people's profiles and it's basically like you know, they go four days, five days without posting a video. Then they post one, then it blows up. Like it's just yeah, you just have exactly. to create good content. Like it's fine, dude. Like people have these theories for the TikTok algorithm. I think they're just all bullshit. Like I think people just don't know. What, I think people are just like speculating and like trying to make predictions, but like they're all wrong. Like you know what mm. I mean? Like and because because of how well TikTok has worked for so many people. So I just think the only complaint about TikTok is the community guidelines because it's like 
they're very yeah. sensitive which is also not a bad thing because you don't want that kind of content up there so like i get it there's a reason for it but just try to get it appealed um like jesse lee like we had him on the podcast dude's like about to hit five hundred thousand followers soon he posts every day sometimes twice a day um he at least posts once a day and like a lot of his videos kind of hit but there are also ones that like don't do shit and like that's okay mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like that's what tiktok does dude tiktok's weird i mean it's definitely a great tool i mean that's yeah oh man it's just it's like the i never thought it would be coming to this i never thought we'd come to this for mm-hmm. the music Agreed. industry but hey hop on the bandwagon let's go because like you, you exactly. also have instagram reels like dude like especially instagram reels so like update everything i post on tiktok i post on instagram reels right i yeah. do this series called um bands of change vocalist for whatever reason i did the three days grace video it just blew up on instagram reels like two weeks ago and it's been up there for a month like so random why? so weird. Yeah, why like, weird. out of all those videos like i don't understand like why is this just blowing up a month later yeah so who, uh, who the fuck knows dude TikTok. i was who one of, so, someone posted a thing like where'd you get your artist name from here's where i got mine and then it cuts to you know whatever thing you stitch and it was literally just me taking my phone pointing it at the kingdom hearts dialogue uh we're naming the raft highway <laughs> that's awesome and that out of nowhere it went nuts right and I just didn't understand what i did to be like <laughs> you know viral for like three days all i did was post you know me pointing my camera at a damn screen playing a game that hot take isn't even that great and I've been, you know, <laughs> oh in you're gonna get shit for out. that take it back oh no, no. I'm just kidding Here, here's here's the thing i've played almost every game in that series uh-huh. it's a hot take i know but i'm mm-hmm. so emotionally invested in this series the story is not great kingdom uh... hearts 2 is a flawless game everything else outside of that is just an enigma of some sorts but i digress <laughs> that's a conversation for another time that i will spend hours on but like, I, just, I don't understand it i don't understand why that video of all things and then the other thing that like blew up for like a couple days all I did was go up to the little soap dispenser in my bathroom, took a video of it dispensing soap, and that's it. And it got like 2,000, 3,000 plus views or whatever for some reason. For some and reason. I don't know what I did to be funny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what, like, like, what the fuck? Dude, we just, we just, we're just struggling out here trying to make good content for our music. Like, that's all we're trying to do. <laughs> like we and we don't even know what we're doing like i told zach like i bought a ring i was like you're not gonna believe like what i'm about to do like i'm gonna start making tiktoks he's like dude no you're not i'm like i know like i don't even know what i'm gonna be doing but i'm gonna try to figure it out and here i am still trying to fucking figure it out so and we'll be figuring it out for the rest of our lives because (laughs) the industry is an enigma that is ever changing (laughs) not evolving just ever changing because no one knows what the fuck we're doing are you going to launch this year in lancaster uh i have no idea if i'm being completely honest with you have you ever been there i have not yet really oh it's very informative i suggest going all right yeah i'm down send me dates send me information because i don't remember when it is this year i'll be blatantly honest i've been so focused on everything i'm doing in my circle that the only like event festival concert anything i plan on going to is Anne berlin at the walmont theater that's the only thing i have so far nice so 
Yeah, I know the first show is September 11th. Um, I signed Kills is headlining, but I, I can't go because I'm working. So I am free uh, that weekend. See? Mm-hmm. I am free that whole weekend. Wait Jeremy a Weiss minute. Holds a, he Hold hosts on. A really good I panel. know my work schedule. Oh, wait a minute. Ooh, that might have to happen. <laughs> I just think it's very informative for any artist to go there. I always preach up Jeremy. I think Jeremy, Jeremy Weiss's owner, CI Records, launched Music Conference, yada, yada, yada. Like, the dude's fucking genius. Um,. But anyways, back to the music. So, what what is the next step for you? Are you do you have plans coming to the studio like relatively soon? Um, are you do you have songs ready to be recorded? Are other songs done and recorded? Like, what's going on? I dude? may or may not. And this this is, I guess this would be the first time I really talk about it publicly. I basically have a record's worth of songs ready to go. Mm. I have a record's worth of songs ready to go. Well, they're not um, they're, recorded, they're, but they're ready to go into the studio. They no, they're like done. Oh my god! They're like like wow. mastered, ready. They're done. Wow, good they're for like you. Ready. Wow, you're ready really ahead of the game. Whenever I want. There's that. There, there's some videos done. Um, like I said, I'm going to the studio this weekend again to record a live session for something special that I'm planning. Um, obviously, because I know like not everyone is ready for concerts yet. Not everyone feels safe enough to do so, and I totally understand that. So for those who don't feel safe enough going, I'm going to have something super special planned for all of these songs that are going to be released down the road, as well as, you know, actually booking shows again, because I want to get out there and play. Obviously, you know, the the world on fire permitting, but I want to make, I, there's so much content backed up at this point that I'm so ready to release. It's just trying to figure out when to do it and how to do it, you know? Yeah, you're being strategic about it. You're 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 actively thinking. You're you're working smarter, not harder, in a sense. Of exactly. That situation. Mm-hmm. That's so. it. Because I don't I don't want to just throw everything out all in one spurt and then not have anything else prepared. I'd rather take my time, release it when it feels right, or release it when all the plans are in place and good to go, mm-hmm. and then go from there. But yeah, th- there's an entire record's worth of songs just sitting on my hard drive, mastered and ready to go. Um, Connor Hansen did these songs. They were mastered by. Um, John Markson, who did like uh, Drug Church. Um, oh, there was someone else he did that I really like that Connor was telling me about. He did Belmont, which is cool. He did Drug Church. Um, there was someone else he did that was really cool. Belmont is rad. <laughs> yeah, no, there's that. There's a third one that I really liked. Oh my god! Wait a minute. Oh, it's gonna eat at me too. I'm so I'm so bad at names. I'm so sorry. Me too, dude. That's the same thing. That's like me with song titles and lyrics. Like I don't remember yeah. lyrics and I don't remember song titles, but I could tell you like albums and the years they were released. Sometimes, like, yeah, it's really exactly. Interesting. So, but yeah, all these songs are recorded with Connor Hansen and Tom's River. Um, John Markson did all the mastering, and they sound so good. If you like the pop side of things, off of Reds and Blues and Never Sitting Pretty, you'll you'll like our approach to these songs. We had a lot of fun with them. When and, they're coming out. Couldn't tell you because I don't have a release date set yet. But <laughs> we'll hear them eventually. <laughs> so let's talk about the band Camino before we sign off. So like, yes, this band is is to me even though they have two monthly two million monthly listeners, I think they're an extremely underrated band. And agreed. Um, one of my brother's uh good friends introduced me to this band, and I was like, wow, like this is fucking incredible. She's like, yeah, they toured with like Five Seconds of Summer, and they toured with something. I was like, that's so weird. I was like, they're like. Uh, just a modern alternative pop band like they're just really fucking catchy and i think try yeah. hard was just like a really good intro Tri-Hard's for an phenomenal. album try hard is absolutely phenomenal yeah and that's their only album that they have so mm-hmm. see and like, it's funny too because i remember seeing the band camino open for the dangerous summer when they did like their big comeback tour 
when they when the self-titled record was a thing i remember seeing the band it was the band camino microwave and dangerous oh my god microwave they're so Mm -hmm. incredible too i know it it was this cool such nice guys tito's the fucking man i love tito they're such a cool band such phenomenal songwriters but like with the band camino i remember seeing them and like ooh, this would be a band to watch out for and then I remember the guys in the Dangerous Summer while they were on stage talking about how the band community got in like Taylor Swift's personal playlist or something like that at the time. Whoa. And everyone was going nuts over that. Yeah, Whoa. and this is when they were like still a relatively new band. They, they were the opener on this Dangerous Summer tour to maybe like, I don't know, the Foundry holds what, 500 people? Roughly. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So out of nowhere, this band that was playing to not a whole lot of people, like maybe within the next year or so, just blew up out of nowhere. Yeah, and, she, and Taylor Swift has a huge like cult following. So uh-huh. anything that she says, they they flock to. Yeah. You know so I mean? as soon as she put the band Camino in there, it's like, okay, game over. This band's going to blow up. Just wait. Is her personal playlist on Spotify? Oh, th- this was like, oh, God, how long ago is this? This I mean, was like probably three or four years ago. Longer than that, it has to be. Jesus Christ! Oh God, when did the, when did the Dangerous Summer self title come out? That came out what four years ago? I'll tell you right the now. one they did their big comeback, something like that. I it, mean, they released that single. Ago. They released that single, which was pretty good. Fuck them all. No, this um, is long before that. This was long before that. I didn't even know the band community was like a band at all. Yeah, because Dangerous Summer put out 2010. What is this? They Not did the live. record with the big leave on it. Oh God. I'm 2018 gonna, gonna... was their self-titled so yeah you're correct god that's wild to me that that was 2018 already wow yeah i know i mean dude well it, it doesn't help that like 2020 <laughs> and 2021 literally went by so fast because of the pandemic like we just have yeah. been doing absolutely nothing for mm-hmm. two years we just wasted not wasted, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like two years has yeah, gone we, by, we, and like we've, we've done nothing to, to, to change our productivity because you know the world's been on fire. <sighs> A virus has been taking over everyone and everything around us. Yeah. So like we're doing podcasts on Skype because we can't do it in person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? like, exactly. I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to fucking go out there and have a good time. So I don't yeah, give a shit. I'm just about. I, I have my vax card, my wallet, and everything. I'm I'm ready yeah. to go play some shit. I gotta get that shit laminated. I, I, mm-hmm. I I have a couple shows booked, and I'm so ready to to play them and announce them. Oh, I'm ready for you, dude. Um, but nonetheless, like, I just think these singles are fucking phenomenal. And thank you, um, thank you. What a, what a great release for them recently, and it it fits perfectly with the next gen pop punk playlist. So I'll put the link in the description so you guys can go check I out his single. You putting me in there, it's, it means the world. It's the fourth one down on the top of the playlist. So you gotta check it out, bruh. It's it's dude. I just I appreciate really good fucking music and like when it's just like it just hits me in a certain way like like i didn't know as it is like released i lied to me and i was like wow this is actually oh, a pretty good pop like, so good it's such a banger yeah i know i never I'm really biased. i have that band tattooed into my skin i'm biased well that's okay you let me biased. like that's why like i defended mcr for years and like all of a sudden now everybody's an mcr fan so whatever that's cool uh-huh. I don't it, care. It, I love that band. It is what it is. You know, I'll just I'll just hide in my corner and cry because I defended them first. <laughs> but the, the the playlist in general just has a lot of different styles of pop punk. Um, so I just strongly suggesting that. And 
you know, we'll do that. Just go check it out. But um, Chris, I appreciate you stopping by. What what a, what a great fucking set of releases. And now that we know Thank you for that having you me. have Thank music you for your kind words. on, dude, absolutely, man. Like I'm just I'm super stoked for you. So I just you know I can't wait to see. I can't see what the future holds. Like it's cool that we have these underground artists on, and I think you are number. Let's see, one. You might be number four of the underground artists on here. Um maybe five i can't remember but i appreciate being in the top five Works but it's cool me. because the first no definitely six because with sales ahead the ones you forgot but what i'm saying is like <laughs> like seafloor cinema got signed up pure noise so it's like it's cool that i'm seeing like these underground wow, artists come on band. i know Seafloor's dude so good. it's cool that i'm seeing them come on like these underground artists are coming on to the to the uh podcast and then they're like becoming like they're making a full-time career out of it that it's pretty sick, fucking cool dude you love to see, you love to see it you Absolutely. love to see it you know what i mean <laughs> so mm-hmm. cool so but yeah and you also have to check out their other his other single uh reds and blues at highwind new jersey and jay on tiktok on instagram and on twitter is at highwind new jersey band, band. correct okay highwind band new jersey highwind uh, band new jersey everything else is highwind nj for sure Thanks for coming by, dude. This was super tight. Thank you for having me. You are the best.